Hey, folks, I know there are lots of business owners who listen to this show. Maybe some of you never planned on running a business, but now here you are. One thing you've always got to keep in mind is how much you're spending on your operating costs. That's one of the first things we had to keep in mind with WTF. And with things costing more today than they did when we started, you want to keep your expenses down. To reduce costs and headaches, be smart and use NetSuite by Oracle, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, and HR into one platform and one source of truth. Reduce IT costs, cut the costs of maintaining multiple systems, improve efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. By popular demand, NetSuite has extended its one-of-a-kind flexible financing program for a few more weeks. Head to netsuite.com slash WTF for more. That's netsuite, N-E-T-S-U-I-T-E dot com slash WTF. All right, let's do this. How are you, what the fuckers? What the fuck, buddies? What the fuck, Nicks? What's happening? I, I feel like I haven't checked in with you guys in a while. But I don't know. How are you guys holding up? What's going on with the thing? How are the kids? How's the family? You feeling pretty tight? How's the tight-knit family going? I can't imagine. I'm sorry, man. I am so sorry that you have to go through this. I'm so sorry that, you know, you have to spend this much I don't even, I, when did it stop being quality time for you people with families? When did it turn into like, oh my God, when is this going to fucking end time? Well, this is the end times, but you know what I'm saying. I imagine that you've all gotten to know each other pretty fucking well. Did you ever think you would get to know yourself or the people that you live with or your children as well as you do now? You're all growing in strange ways because of this isolation. Look at it that way. That's a positive. Hey, we're, we're, we're weathering the storm together. And man, what a fucking nightmare. Not really. It's good. I try to keep up with my buddies who, uh, who have families and whatnot. And it's, it seems like there's good and bad to it. But I do feel bad for, the, for kids. I mean, I'm an old man, kind of, 57. And I've basically lost a year. Uh, to some degree, I, I don't know what I'd be doing that much differently other than knowing I could do things if I wanted to. That's the primary difference for me is that uh, I spend a lot of time alone. I do the podcast. I miss doing comedy now, but I had a dream about the comedy. But I like knowing I had options to go out and eat, to stop and have a coffee, to say hi to a friend, to go do a set, to do just had options. Now it's like, you know. I don't mind hanging out by myself and doing the work, but no fucking options. Not many options. You want to take a drive? I don't know, man. I just, uh, I can't take it. I, I can barely breathe because uh, the reality of the world is gripping my entire body and squeezing the breath out of me on a daily basis. I'm just going to have to meditate just to expand the grip that reality has on me to get me a little room so I can fucking breathe again. And uh, terrified. Election day is uh, fast approaching and uh, we nobody knows what the fuck is going to happen. But I'll tell you this, honestly, and this is nonpartisan, uh, if Trump holds on to power, it will be the end of America as we know it in terms of Tolerance, democracy, uh, majority rule, uh, the judicial system. Yeah. So good times. It, it's happened in many countries before and it will in many countries again. But we didn't think it would happen here. But we are on the precipice of real authoritarianism. And that's exciting, right? How are the kids? How's everything? You still holding up as a family? Real authoritarianism right around the corner. And I guess we'll know by the end of the year where we stand, right? And just remember, it only takes a couple of reinforced suggestions by a uh, occupying power for your neighbors to kill you for having different views. Good morning. Everything okay? It's happened in other countries. What makes us special? Lewis Black is on the show today. He's been on in the past. You'll notice that this week I've had, I've actually had a couple guests that I've had on before because we realized... Like Lewis was back, he was on episode like 485 in 2014. He also did some call-ins 
on the really old episodes of WTF. And I, I used to talk to Lewis a lot on my old Air America show back in the day. He's got a new stand-up special. It's called Thanks for Risking Your Life. It's out now. So I thought it'd be a good time for a chat, good time to catch up. But also, there are people in my life who I consider friends, who I consider uh, you know, people I can have a, a, a nice conversation with about anything. And uh, that seems to be happening a bit, and Lewis is definitely one of those. So look forward to that coming up. I am sore as fuck. I am, uh, I'm, I've actually gotten into a, like, not a predicament, but I'm constantly sore because I guess, who was I just talking to? A friend of mine. Oh, I was talking to Zach Braff. I don't know if he's a friend of mine, but he's a guy I met by, uh, by the, from the show. I met him from this show. I met him because I talked to him. I interviewed him, but he brought up this idea about, well, I, I knew it, dopamine and serotonin, uh, management through exercise, like, I don't know that I've ever ever exercised this hard or this much in my life. And I think the quarantine is is forcing me to do it because that way I know I do something. But my joints are a little fucking hurdy. I hike two or three times a week. I do circuit training three times a week. And uh, I wonder, like the other day, I thought, like, do I have cancer? Why can't I get off the couch? And I don't think I put it, really took it under consideration. Just how much those workouts fucking drain me. I mean, they're good, but Jesus, man, I'm 57. And granted, like, I'm not wearing a superhero suit on a mountain bike, but I'm definitely working out. And like, I I don't think I have some sort of terminal illness. I think I'm just fucking sore from beating the shit out of myself. Maybe this is it. The first turn of the screw of the aging thing. I got to accept it. I got to temper my exercise. I can't expect. All right, look, I'm 57. Maybe that six-pack is never going to happen. Not that I'm trying, but I'm just trying to stay sane and stay healthy. I got to get the fuck out of here, you guys. Seriously. Here's my plan now. I bailed. I bailed on the the two-week trip by myself because of the erratic nature of my emotional disposition at this particular juncture. But I think I'm going to try to get away and just hide from the news on the day before election day and election day and then resurface the day after just to see what havoc has ensued what has happened wouldn't that be exciting if i could do that if you just remain completely detached till november 4th just to see like where we're at just like after two days which will seem like a month just check back in i think i might do that maybe i'll go up north northern california Someplace where it hasn't burned. God damn, man. I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. And you know what the worst thing about everything that's going on right now, and I've said this before, is like no one can tell you it's going to be okay. Nobody. Nobody. Even that is like, it's always kind of tempered a bit. It's always, you know, potentially bullshit. But sometimes it's okay. it, it's enough. There's a, you know, the odds are pretty good that it might be okay. Don't know about those odds anymore. I do not know. But I do know that uh, Lewis Black, who I consider a friend, I consider a funny guy, and he's one of the sweetest guys I know. And I'll tell you honestly, this show, as it did before, it is doing again. It's saving my fucking sanity. It's saving my fucking life. When I talk to people on this show, when I talk to these interviews, I'm able to engage with somebody else, get out of myself, listen to someone else's story, be moved by someone else's story, be moved through someone else's story, connect on a human level. And during that time, it's a beautiful thing because that's what humans do. And so many of us during this time are denied that, especially with family, with friends. It's challenging and it's sad. It's very sad not to be able to connect on a human level. And I think it's fucking with all our heads on top of everything else, obviously. So I guess the one thing I hope that some of you get out of this is that by proximity, you, you get to connect because it's, it's literally saving my, my sanity and my life because I wander around my house a lot alone. Uh, I talk to uh, my cat and, you know, sometimes I get way out of my skull because I'm too far in it. 
sometimes the inner monologues, the thoughts, like I realize I'm having a complete relationship with some sort of fiction that my brain is generating. That's why I've taken to doing these Instagram lives some mornings and having coffee with all the strangers, even the fucking trolls that love me. I've decided that if you have a troll that is a repeat customer, they're in love with you and they're just dying for you to get mad at them because that's how they experience love. I think many of them may be masturbating while they're attacking you on Twitter or on Instagram or wherever you, uh, you roll comments. A lot of them are just, uh, it's, it's deep down, it's just a frustrated love and they just want daddy to yell at them. They want to make daddy mad so they know daddy cares. Fuck trolls. Anyways, what I'm saying is, see where my brain just went? Is that uh, I need to get out of my head and it's very hard now. And I hope I'm providing that for you. And I I just want to, I'm prefacing this conversation with Lewis because uh, we had some laughs. He got me out of my head. We talked about his new special. We talked about life. And uh, it's not, there's nothing better than making Lewis Black laugh. I I like making people laugh in general, but Lewis has got one of those, um, you know, deep, almost emphysemic laughs. But uh, as I said earlier, Lewis uh, has a special out. It's called Thanks for Risking Your Life. It's available on all video-on-demand platforms and streaming audio platforms. He also has a podcast called Lewis Black's Rantcast, uh, which we talk about a bit so you can get a sense of what it is and how you can participate. And you can get that wherever you get podcasts. This is me talking to my old friend, Lewis Black. Sometimes I wish I paid more attention in school, or in some cases, any attention at all. There are probably a lot of things I could have gotten more out of, like literature, and now it's probably not in the cards to go back to school and study the classics. But luckily for us, there's a new podcast called The Foxed Page that dives deep into the best books of all time. This is basically like the best possible college English class, but more relaxed and fun. No pressure of grades or needing to prepare something to say in class. It's only the books you want to read and know about presented by best-selling author Kimberly Ford. Everything from Cormac McCarthy to Madame Bovary, from classics like Frankenstein to modern hits like Lessons in Chemistry. I love Ireland, but I missed the boat on James Joyce. The Fox Page has a three-part series on Dubliners, and that's a pretty great starting point. Want to get the most out of what you read? The Fox Page is for you. Get it now wherever you get your podcasts hi hi lewis i hear you okay i i, I don't know you it's, it's been a while i don't know where you oh, no 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 but i mean i i'm shocked that i Usually this takes 20 minutes. I, I was I was hoping for that. I was looking for some uh, unintentional slapstick to unfold with the old Jew. Well, usually that's, that's usually the case. It usually <laughs> it's been brutal technically. <laughs> so where are you, man? I'm in my home in New York. Oh, you're in New York. I thought you were in North Carolina. I was until the other day and then I left. I, I wanted to talk to you from New York. Oh, okay. Well, that I appreciate you traveling for me. To... <laughs> Did you fly? Uh, no, no, I won't fly. I won't get in a plane. No. What is that noise now? That's the uh, landline I have so I can speak to my mother. Oh. So, all right. So you, I, I, it's like, what are you getting a fax? What the fuck is happening over there? No, that's my landline. That my Somebody is calling me to tell me probably that something has occurred in China. Usually it's a Chinese person. Oh, so it's like a red phone? Speaking. It's like an emergency phone? They... <laughs> <laughs> Call the comedian in New York. We've got problems. <laughs> I... <laughs> so you, would you drive from North Carolina? You drove home? I, I have a, that tour bus. I have a tour bus, and I, I took it uh, out of mothballs. Oh. And said, this is, this, it makes no sense. You know, it's kind of like traveling in a pod. You own a tour bus? You own it? No, I don't. I, 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 I lease it. Oh, and, but, uh, so you've just had, the, you've just been leasing it in case you need to drive back and forth. You know, you can rent no, a car. <laughs> no, no, I can't. I don't drive anymore because it's really, it's not fair to people on the road. Really? All. That's so responsible. 
Jesus Christ. I reached I reached a level of anger in uh, Los Angeles about 10 years ago driving in the back seat of a car that I thought, wow, if this is my road rage in the back seat and I'm not driving, I, I shouldn't be doing this. Oh, so it's not because you're uh, you're old and cannot uh, cannot navigate the road. It's because well, that, there's also it's it's not the uh, it's not being old. It's just that I have no attention span. I don't have any interest in what's in front of me. <laughs> really, you can't maintain continuity enough to to drive when you're driving a car. No, yeah, it's like what is this sign? Oh fuck! I, I don't. <laughs> I don't. I don't mean to say you're old. You're not old. You're you're a spry, whatever you are. Yeah, I'm old. It's, yeah, it's seventy-two. It's old. Seventy-two. Yeah. What's going on in New York? How does it feel there? I have no sense of of it. I, I I wish I was there because it's fall, but it seems like it's sad there. Is it sad there? What are you feeling? Well, it, it was sad. I think it's 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 perked up a little. It, you know, it's uh, you know people are you know people are eating outside, so there's a sense of life out there. Mm-hmm. It's kind of nice. Uh, they're wearing their masks. There, there is kind of movement. Um, it kind of calmed down. There's a slight sense of. That, that we're we're two seconds away from like the early the, the late seventies in New York yes. when it was really you know holy God yeah but it there, there there's it's less of that and it's more of a there's there seems to be kind of a a sense that it's kind of uh, finding a balance yeah well that well that's interesting to me because like in thinking about talking to you and I, I watched part of the special and I you know I understand it, it's a it's interesting that enough of the material was sort of evergreen-ish enough for you to just frame it around because you know we've all had that night where you know something horrible has happened that day and you've got to reckon with it you know if you're that yeah. kind of comedian so here you are on the eve of of the lockdown and it's still relatively cute to reference it <laughs> You know, and you're able to reference it and riff on it for five minutes and then go into your act that is still relevant, you know, and 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 funny enough to where it's not dated yet, because all we've been doing, you know, after the night that you did that special, everyone has had the same life and it's not that expansive. It's it's just relative to dread, terror and wondering if we're ever going to be able to go outside again. There's no big movement. Right. No, it's the same day. It's it, it is Groundhog Day. It's in, and I have this feeling that between one and four, time just stops. You look and you go, "Wow, it's one." I can get a few things done. Then it's four, and you've done. You can't remember what it was that you didn't do. No, no shit. And then from five to like eleven, you're like, I don't even know what's happening anymore. And then it's like, when did I go to sleep? Am I asleep? Is this a dream? And then you wake up again and start over. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. No, it's really it. It's but in really- terms of how are you, how are you rec- how are you dealing with this? Because I started to realize, in terms of creative people, that we're we're literally in the cauldron of trauma here. So there's no one's going to create some art that is relative to what's going on because what is going on? We're all in this fucking holding pattern. You know, be uh, wary of authoritarianism and economic collapse. And, you know, what can we really create right now? A, a, a romantic comedy where people wear masks? How are you dealing with this intellectually? I, it took a while because there was it's just as of late that I've started to kind of go, I'm going to do this, this and this where I've really kind of I, I was in lockdown for 10, 10 weeks here in New York yeah. in this apartment by myself. Soli- I call it solitary confinement. I saw no one. Yeah. Uh, I'm lucky because I have kind of a nice uh, terrace where I can walk around. Right. So it was solitary confinement and a little place where the prisoner could walk. Right, right. And uh, and it really... Yard, so to speak. Yeah. And it did damage. I mean, it did real damage. Ten weeks like that. There's a reason they put people in the hole. Yeah. And what, what did you find about yourself? What did you learn about Lewis? <laughs> With the time, I learned that I'm not. I'm not. I really. I learned that my mind, given, given, you, you take away all the targets that I've had in my life, it goes right after me. <laughs> you know, it's all of a sudden. Finally, all the things yeah, that, right. you know. Well, you know the deal. All the things that you'd set up out there. Boom, 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 boom. And then it was like. <laughs> Yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah. I couldn't get. I could not go after myself fast enough. Right. Yeah. I finally got me cornered. 
<laughs> I did. It was literally like a rat with a my 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 brain saw my body as a piece of cheese. <laughs> <laughs> but you came out the other side. What what did you did you how how deep in the darkness did you get? Did you have to? Was that the reason you got out? Well, yeah. I, I kind of I realized if uh, eventually I kind of realized that there were things you know partly partly that came out of that that first. Uh, when it was like, you're in the highest risk category, Lewis. Yeah. So that was big. Right. So it was kind of like. You uh, could die if you go outside. Yeah. You're You know, that was it every day. And so uh, it took a while to kind of come through that. And then, and then, and I had been tracking this son of a bitch stuff for a while. And. Uh, what do you mean? Before so the I lockdown? Tried, oh, way before the lockdown, you know. Uh, Italy, China, all of that. When it was coming, it was, as soon as it hit China, I was like, okay, you fuckers, how yeah. are they going to fuck us? Somebody ate what? Yeah. God damn it. You know, because yeah. I used to have that joke. Somebody gets off a ship and, and coughs in their hand and shakes yours and it's all over. Yeah. Yeah. The world ends. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so I, was, so I, uh, so I, <laughs> somebody been, ate so what? I had, so I kind of kept, I kept trying to find the information. I had friends who kind of, New stuff. Yeah. Uh, you know, people who were working, you know, kind of in, like, I, I don't even know what their gigs were, but in the sense of they were dealing in bringing uh, PPE to people, epidemiologists, and all. I was starting to get information and realizing, okay, if I do this and do that, that I don't need to uh, soak my food in Clorox, that, you know, I was washing everything. It was everything. Yeah, yeah, we all, yeah, we did that. Yeah, yeah. You can get it from every and surface. And now it's like, hey, there's no need to worry about that stuff. It's in the air. Yeah. <laughs> so, so I kind of went through that. And then uh, I was in touch with friends who were also doing it and then kind of realized, uh, and, and, they, and they invited me. It was my friend Kathleen Madigan, who you know. Sure. And her and a friend of hers were hanging down in uh, in uh, Nashville and said, you know, you can come down here. Yeah. And they had been in their own pod and not seeing anyone. Right. I had not seen anyone. I got, you know, and I went down there. And that was when it started. When I started to see people, I started to come back. And it took a while. So you took the bus you know, down. I took that. I took that, that down and. uh that uh, that one, I, and then I went from there to see a friend of mine. Um, one of my oldest, one of my oldest high school friends lives in uh, Durham, North Carolina, mm. and, we, and it was near Chapel Hill where I went to school. So I, uh, so I kind, I went there. He also, he and his wife had been also in lockdown, and these were, and they were also both kind of in isolation in places that were isolated. Yeah. And so I'd hang out with them and I'd take walks. Oh, good. Which is nothing I've ever, you know, I'm not, I'm not Mr. Fuck hike. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But now it was like, give me a hike. Let me look at birds. Yeah. Let me, let me, let me be out with my friends and, and that kind of, and all of that. And then I went and saw my mother. Where's uh, she? And then I traveled around a bit. Where's your mother? She's in an assisted living situation outside of uh, Baltimore, Maryland. Wow. So you really She's got 102. It. You kind of got caught up with everybody. Hello? Hello? Okay. Did I lose you? I think so. Hold on. Okay, cool. Um, well, that's because so, you were talking about my mother. She, she, you know, that's the way she deals. Even even if she can't deal with me psychically, she'll go after the technology. Yeah, no, I know. They're always in you. They live in your brain. They do. And my mother, but just so we, to take it from where we were, mom's yeah. 102. 102? Yeah. Did she smoke? Yeah. <laughs> she was till she was 60 uh 62 or something. That's what that's some tough genetics. Which which Eastern European country does that come from? That's uh, Russia. My my grandfather smoked cigars and inhaled them and he died at 86. And and not from the cigars. Right. He just hated, you know, he just he, he stopped working and it kind of he just was done. Do you he still stopped smoke? eating? He you just smoke? stopped eating. Yeah, he had enough. Well, because he's the cigar thing. He quit it. He quit smoking cigars at 82. I said, what you, why? He said, I didn't like the taste anymore. Yeah. Yeah. And that's probably why he quit eating. It was the only thing he enjoyed. Yeah. Were the cigars. But. <laughs> 
like in and so that was it does make you appreciate i'll tell you one thing this time that i've spent by myself and whatever the hell i'm going through you do really start to appreciate your friends and start to appreciate uh you know you, you get it's an interesting thing to not to know that there's nothing you can do to work in what we usually work in and no one else can either yeah. and so so there's a certain amount of pressure that's taken off you you can stop for a minute because there's no options and there's something uh, aggravating about that but i found i found that given the time i'm okay doing nothing and uh i, <laughs> I might I know <laughs> but it takes time to get to it. that you know how long it takes to get to that point which I is know. unbelievable it took a long time to get there didn't it yeah like are you gonna go do these drive-in shows you look like that no you fuck you no <laughs> fuck them are you fucking kidding me yeah. Yeah. Are you going to do the show where everybody wears earmuffs? Fuck you. Yeah. But you've no, been offered, I, right? Did you get that call from your manager? Look, they're 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 doing this now. I got a uh, in there's a there's a theater I like over in, uh, you know, in uh, New Jersey, one of the performing arts center. They called yeah. in with an offer to play outside. That's the other thing, you know. Don't you take one of your great joys, isn't it, of being a comic? Is boy, I can't wait to play outside again. Oh no, I'd like to no again, room. again. See, that's the thing. It's like you you spend your life trying to get away from shit gigs, and now they're being. This is like, isn't this great? We're doing it again, and it's a <laughs> shitty gig. No, yeah. no, I'm not doing it. They offered me a thing, and they they said, you know, everybody be socially distanced. It wasn't. They'd be outside. They wouldn't be in cars, but it was going to be kind of in a. Uh, in a, in a drive-in yeah wouldn't be they wouldn't be sitting in cars to be sitting you know they they'd have uh, on chairs roofs, and stuff. on the hoods or whatever yeah yeah and then they said and then like as a bonus they were they said and there'll be food carts yeah. you know food trucks well are you what <laughs> that's the bonus so there's another way so can they put lights heavy lights on the food trucks so that i really so i can have the same sense that i have inside when i'm at certain yeah. places and they yeah, have make, those snack bars exactly make sure the audience is lit so i can see the movement towards the trucks and the lines at the trucks and as a, and as a friend said uh, when you see that kind of thing if i'm out there and and there and the audience is there and i can see those food trucks all i'm going to think about is you know, I hope what is in that food truck yeah, and what yeah. am I missing? Yeah. Can you get me some before they run out of whatever the fuck it is that's distracting <laughs> people from my show? <laughs> so here's the other question I have. As and a what guy, about, wait, I've got a question. Yeah. Did you, you haven't, if you a Zoom, you don't do yeah. that Zoom comedy, do you? We're on Zoom right now. No, no, the comedy where you've got. No, dude, I can't do that shit. Are you kidding me? <laughs> it's like you. I talked to some, someone the other night, a comic, and she said, uh, yeah, it's okay if you can work without laughter. And I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> this is what we've come to? Yeah, it's a good gig, but you can't hear any laughter. Oh, well, that sounds great. Yeah. But you know how to pace yourself. I don't want, there's no fucking way, dude. I no. can't. I don't even go to Zoom AA meetings. I'm out of my mind. <laughs> <laughs> fucking but but here's i guess the the like most days i'm i'm managing and i'm I'm taking in the news but you're a guy like yeah so you were in new york you remember the fucking 70s right you've got a few yeah. years on me yeah right so is there a way are you able in any way to contextualize you know mentally what is going on now with with some precedent that gives you any comfort at all no Great. Good. Not a, thing. <laughs> Not a thing. There's nothing. Like you can't go no. back to Nixon. You can't go back to no. the 60s. You can't go back anywhere. No. And, no. No, because we're also, because even with Nixon, even at that point, uh, there was a sense that he had some sense of what government was about. He'd kind of gone to like student council camps. Right, right. You know, yeah, where okay, he learned. Right, right. The system still held. This guy's yeah. dismantling the system. Yeah, and that makes it hard. And he's coming on every day and rattling the cage. And then they're allowing him to rattle the cage. Not only, the, the, you know, the, the, the whole Congress is allowing him to rattle the cage. And then, and then the fucking news, you know, the, the news can't keep their eyes off him. And it's like, yeah. no, you have to stop it. Yeah. You have to basically stop it. 
yeah. and go get us information that will help us. Stop, you know, it's stop worrying about fucking him and start worrying about us. So where are you on a day to day basis with this? I mean, how much aggravation does it cause you? Um, I've, I've gotten down to um, I do uh, about 40 minutes in the morning until they start repeating the news, which yeah. they do now. Yeah. Like 40 minutes into it, they, they start over again with the same bullshit and different people talking about the same bullshit. There's no nobody's going to. Yeah, it's, it's all speculative. You get it. You get yeah. four facts and then, you know, uh, 72 hours of speculation. So there's that. And then and then what I've done is uh, and it's not because of an age thing, but just for, because to get a wrap up each day, I watch yeah. the. Uh, you know, the news that comes on NBC, the, the, the you know, the 630 news the, the, out there. I don't you know, the news that comes on like NBC, the late night, you know, the local, the, uh, that, local news. And uh, no, the, no the, uh, I, I watch a little of the local news to see just uh, NBC news. Yeah. Like, yeah, like uh, NBC. Like, yeah. As if you're guys. living in the 70s. Yeah. It's yeah. like, uh, the, which of the three channels am I going to watch? Uh, this guy is I like yeah. this guy. Yeah. And it's 20 minutes. And then generally. <laughs> I watch about 20 minutes and that's, and that's it. And that's all I do. And then I try to avoid it unless yeah. something seems to be like, Oh, they, they, you know, maybe they got him. Maybe they caught him now. You know, like he walked in that house. I thought you got him. He just did something. He's walking around spreading a fucking major virus in the white house. And you got him. Yeah. Nothing. Yeah. Nothing. It's okay. Sure. Let him wander around. Can you imagine yeah. working there? No, I can't fucking imagine. I mean, you sit there and go, gee, my day was shitty, but I'm not in the White House. I can't quite understand the the sycophancy and the loyalty. I, I don't know what kind of strange satanic magic he has over people other than the ability to destroy them, which I guess is pretty powerful. <laughs> but I mean, but, but he doesn't really have that power. I mean, he kind of does in the sense that he could futz with people but if these if these if enough people stood up i mean they're all standing up at the end it's like yeah. where were you fucking two years ago three years ago but do you think like i was talking to uh, uh my friend who did i talk to last night maybe sam website or somebody that i think like you know what what probably will happen if we make it through this and if he doesn't get reelected, is that all these fucking guys you know given six months to a year are going to be like yeah that was crazy that was a crazy time i don't know what yeah what the hell happened to everybody but we're okay now yeah we're good you know, like they're just gonna, they're just gonna like uh, scramble to save their own asses, right? I mean, that's yeah. all. It's yeah. Gonna oh my god. So what? Do, so what are you doing otherwise? Are you writing a goddamn play or something? Uh, I am. Uh, what I'm doing at this point is I've started to. Uh, uh, I did. I've got a, uh, a rant cast, which I do, which is this. I put together um, the. Uh, I do these live rants after each show that were written by uh, people in the audience people within the city that I'm performing in or the state. So, and it's a live, it's, it's done in front of the audience and it's sent throughout the world. I've been doing this for like five, six years. Yeah. And it evolved really into the, it was like, you're not going to give me a TV show. So fuck you. This is my TV show. It was really right. like, and it was me standing in front of a mic and reading what these people were writing and it got better and better and better. And it evolved into what it evolved into, which was like in like a, you know, let's say Charleston, South Carolina, and the show be, is the it's the Charleston, South Carolina show. Yeah. And and it's written by these folks in Charleston or around, you know, or Columbia or wherever, Greenville. And uh, and so I, I, we we started to put those together in what is essentially, you know, a, a, you know, like a podcast, but it's the rants. It's the rants right. that were done after the shows and uh, taken from the tour. And so I'm doing the uh, openings for those. How many you got? We're at, uh, this is the 14th one we did. Uh, oh, okay. The 14th podcast. And then uh, we've got a few more. And then I've started to do the, I call them virtual ones, where now I have folks writing in and they can write in now to, you know, to, uh, to, my, to my website. They can find out how to do it. And I've, and I've been collecting new rants. And then I stand in front of a, a camera. I'll be doing it from here. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I'll start re and I'll read their rants. I'll read the ones that I like. And they're great. I mean, what's amazing, Mark, is the level of the writing. It's spectacular. Well, it's, it's like, well, they yeah, they probably know you. They probably know your comedy. You know, you're you know, they can you know, they can write to your voice. Yeah. Right. 
Yeah, but it, but what I'm what's intriguing is I mean, is is how many people kind of write now on a regular basis, and not uh-huh. whether I do it or not, they don't seem to give a shit. Yeah, they just you know it's given them a, a way in which to you know get stuff off their chests. Right, uh, and but it's been about stuff that's just some of it is just spectacular when you you well, you know it, you know it, that thing about comedy and you you kind of mind an idea and you start mining it. And sometimes you go, even I'm sitting there going, holy fuck, if this was my assignment, yeah, I couldn't have written what this guy wrote. I had a guy write a thing. One of the great ones was a guy opens up a jar of peanut butter and expects it to be smooth. Yeah. It's chunky. Yeah. <laughs> and he does seven minutes on it. It's a seven-minute diatribe. About his hate for chunky, chunky fucking, and why it's disgusting, yeah. and all of the things. But one thing after another, but like meticulously written. Yeah, just I mean, it's the kind of thing that if I if I handed it to you, you'd go after three things. You go, fuck, how much can you hate peanut butter? Yeah, guy, it was like in pickles, pickles. Yeah. Some people I've had like people lining up like it's like it's a two party system of over pickles. You don't put that thing squirting its shit on okay, like it's a cum shot. Somebody wrote, like I don't need the goddamn pickle shooting a cum shot on my burger. You fucks. I mean, it's like wow. You gotta love it, and it reminds people of the time in a nostalgic way that we will return to when that was the height of our pain. I, I think those things getting hung up on those things is always a way it's a, a sort of controlled and and seemingly less offensive way to express our anger and fear. Right. So I would assume that now where people are, feel so out of control and, you know, if not hopeless about the situation that getting angry about mundane things, you know, <laughs> that could go on for a few days, you know, like yeah. and and it's a way of controlling your environment, I would think. Yeah, I mean, it's like uh, for me, it's like it's just like the amount of dread and anxiety. It's like I can't even get to anger like I used to. Like I go right to like, oh, my God, I want to be dead. You know, like I don't. I, like, <laughs> well, I like, you, miss, you miss the anger exit. <laughs> <laughs> you you yeah, by yeah, the I, anger exit. I know I keep missing it. I, I, got, I got to loop back around. <laughs> you know, I got to loop back around. Usually what happens is I miss the anger exit and I find myself and I want to be dead road. And then I loop back <laughs> around and the only available exit is sadness. So like I, <laughs> I, I keep I keep missing anger. I, I have to say, you know, it's something I talked about early on when I, when I was first in the lockdown was just, was I'd never and it was and probably and maybe in the end it will, you know, what good might come out of it is. Is, is folks might have an understanding when all is said and done, when somebody like I, I've known people who are anxious mm. and I have a, a, a sympathy for that anxiety. I mean, I have a certain amount of empathy. Anyone with who's kind of like tries <laughs> to yeah. kind of listen, you know, but I've, I've now I've experienced it. Anxiety, anxiety and dread. Yeah. And um, and depression on levels that I'd never experienced before and so i i feel more attuned to that and i'm hoping that others who've now kind of gone through it you know kind of get it now and don't turn to their friend and go come on step out of it (laughs) right 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 but what was your primary uh, emotion just anger before like you never had anxiety or dread because i I just never had anxiety i just you know because i i was kind of just kind of had like uh I, I, I kind of was focused on what I was doing. I was, you know, let's do this, then we'll do that, then we'll do this. Right. I, I, mean, oh, right, I right. kind of filled my day, and I like writing, you know. And so you never wallowed in, what the fuck am I going to do? Is that, yeah. That's the difference. Like, I know what I'm doing. Well, I don't know yeah. what I'm doing. Yeah. Yeah, I, and I was always in, uh, and I, you know, and I could see friends, and I lived in New York, and it was always kind of a pulse of life, and it was. Yeah. But you seem a little like, uh, I mean, in, in the midst of all of the, the crankiness and whatever is funny. I mean, you always seem to, you know, kind of have a fairly at the core of it. And I think why the, 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 the humor continues is that, you know, there is some, there's, there's some, there's some tone of hope uh, at the core of uh, most of your ranting and raving. Like, you know, I, I do, when I listen to you, do comedy i'm like i i think it's going to be okay because i understand you're angry but you don't seem terrified 
No. I, you know, I don't. I do. I, the only thing now that gets me is that I, the thing that undermined it was is I had this firm belief in the American people, which I still do, because uh, that, but, but the, you know, that, uh, that you could always, you know, you could fuck the politicians, you could rely on the American people, mm. that they would come, they, would, they got it. And I yeah. think that it's true. And that what's occurred now is, is that, you know, one of the things that's happened is, is that, you know, these the people who should have basically said to the 30 percent who think they, they own the world now in this country, this is it may be a democracy, but you're really not in charge. OK, right. You're not you know, you're 30 percent. You don't get to wander around and yell and scream your bullshit. Right. Okay? That's it's written here. OK, well, I mean, the, the thing that I'm starting to realize about people in general is that you know they they're easily manipulated they they don't do a lot of their own thinking uh many are shallow and they've got a a a lot of uh anger that is easily misdirected into uh possibly killing jews so And that 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 scares me a little. I I, I have to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Oh, oh boy! Oh man! Right? <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> I did talk. I yeah. hadn't heard it from someone. I mean, you know, we you know we laugh at it, but I was taught. I, I was interviewed by a like. A, a 14-year-old girl for the, the – I, I work for the – I do some stuff for the Vonnegut Museum yeah. out in uh, out in Indiana. And they were they, they had this young girl who's fucking smart as fuck, yeah. <laughs> kind of brilliant. And yeah. uh, she was interviewing me and asked, have you ever experienced anti-Semitism? And I kind of – there was a couple of things I talked and about. And you said, and yeah, I, but only from me. <laughs> <laughs> pretty close to true and uh but she i said but uh, i said you know i kind of explained it but it wasn't you know in at the times in which i've experienced it there's always been other people around who, who weren't jewish and were more offended you know kept yelling you know fuck you you fucking idiot they're the ones yeah. yelling back so i never felt that sense of dread from that and i said why have you experienced it and she said oh yeah you know they they I've, I've, I've experienced it a lot. I mean, she lives in Indiana, so in Indianapolis, you know, so that's uh, that could be part. But I was like, I was stunned because, you know, yeah. we hear it, but I had not heard it directly from someone. You know, you see somebody on TV and da 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 da. But this, what, even this now? girl, even now, you do you have a Twitter? Are you on Twitter? Yeah, but I don't pay much attention. Oh, oh! Yeah. I don't dive into Twitter because it makes me psychotic. That really is the rabbit hole. Because if I start looking at it, I get, I get deranged. Oh no! All of this stuff is making everybody crazy. Yeah, you know, my big fear, and I don't know, like, because generation generationally, you and I are maybe just a little different. Like, I, I just turned fifty-seven, sixty-seven. So you are like a like a earlier boomer than I'm in the end yeah. of the boomer. You're yeah. like the beginning, yeah, right? Yeah. But uh, but there is this sort of this. There's a problem with uh, b- barometers of truth. That there's this idea that 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 all truth has gotten sort of shaky on both sides. Every you know the left was always real good. I think we we really you know I think the anti semites early on the Christians invented uh, conspiracy theories. Uh, pro- you know with uh, with the New Testament and then with the Illuminati. But it seems like the left perfected it in the 60s and now they yeah. and, and now it's been hijacked but both sides are fairly proficient at believing bullshit and yes. and questioning the integrity of any sort of fact and i think that the fact that both sides are doing that that it's become quite nebulous you know what we base our reality on and what is true and what isn't and the when you get a whole population or even two-thirds of a population that is in that zone they're very easily manipulated and eventually can be uh, driven into a type of apathy that would make it very easy for authoritarianism to take hold. But part of that came from, it's ex- exacerbated by, a word I rarely get to use, yeah. uh, was exacerbated by the state that we're in, in terms of like, 
you said, look at Twitter. Yeah. You know, it's it's exacerbated by the fact that we're looking at screens the whole time. No, absolutely. Absolutely. We're not and, looking and that- at people anymore. And we're being undermined by not being in the public square. So that the guy who you might not like, who is a schmuck, yeah. whatever side you want to pick, yeah. uh, you you still were, you know, you saw him every day and you went, well, he's a schmuck, but, you know, he's my yeah. schmuck. Right, you know, right, you yeah. Kind of, but yeah, you but know, he's, he's a schmuck, but we eat lunch sometimes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and the, you kind of felt, okay, I feel a little bad for him. Yeah. Because of A, B, and C. <laughs> yeah. You know, bit there empathy. was an empathy, but you, right, if right. you got this fucking piece of shit in front of you, you know, phone. and you're looking yeah. at this, you yeah. don't have any empathy for the Because I, every so somebody will write something in, but fucking you, fucking, I just sit there and I'm like, fucking, fucking, yeah. fuck and that, you. And, 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 and it's not even their real name. You don't, you don't even know who you're yelling at. It could be, a, yeah. you know, a 14 year old who just, and it all could he wanted be, or, to, I'm yelling at a bot. Yeah, it's just it's a guy whose hobby it is to make old Jews snap. Like we got, <laughs> look, we made another one nuts. It's hilarious. <laughs> no, I agree. I, I think that's true. I think that you know, je, you know that this uh, there is an isolation to technology, and certainly that's exacerbated now because of the plague, and that people are sitting there, you know, engaging with the screen, engaging with selective information. That's, but it's like really, there are some people, Lewis, I think, that are so brain fucked by uh, by bullshit. That they're not coming back. I mean, you, you know, the way you're talking, it, it used to be that you knew Republicans that you could sit with, right? Yeah. Were those days? You know any of them anymore? Well, you know the Lincoln Republicans. Yeah, but those guys are monsters. <laughs> you know, I know they. You know, it seems like they're like they're they're doing a good thing, but they're just triangulating. You know, as soon as they get rid of this guy, they're just jockeying for their position to be cunts again. <laughs> But I did. I mean, I was I and I, I, I think I think it's all very simple that in terms of politics that for every action, there's an equal and opposite reaction. Yeah. So we go here, 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 here. And what will happen happen in my lifetime, you know, because we, we, early on had been bum, 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 bum in the in, you know, in the 1900s and in, in the early 1900s into the 20s, uh, you know, that uh, that people will you will end up with a Congress in which there are. There are going to be Republicans who seem like Democrats and Democrats who seem like Republicans. And we'll get back to that. When I was a kid, my, my mother, nothing irritated more my mother more than when I voted for that. We had a senator from uh, Maryland. One of the first times I voted was for that senator. He was a yeah. Republican. He was great. My mother goes, I can't believe you voted for him. Well, because 90 percent of what he does, I completely think is great. I don't know what the other schmuck's going to do, but I know that this guy, nine times out of ten, he's going to do what I want him to do. And you think you think that there will, there will come a time where we're yes. not going to be as divided and tribalistic, and that yeah, I uh, think this is I think this is this is truly a uh, this is like you could go a a happen b happen c happen d happen e happen f happen. This is a perfect storm. We're in the midst of that perfect storm, and out of it. I'm not saying there's going to be some fucking sunlight and bullshit and we come out of the storm. It's going yeah. to be, you know, no, but it'll take time. But yeah, we will return. Yeah. Okay. So you don't think that, uh, you know, that we're going to break up the uh, Republic or that the militias are going to succeed? No. And, uh, no, because <laughs> once you get people back who like went to student council camp, they go, no. All right. Well, I, you so know, the Republicans, they fucking went home and hid. They don't even know what's going on. They go, please vote for me. I didn't really like him. Okay, just vote for me. I like, I'm different. You know, they're back there. They're ready to fucking, you know. I like that you have some uh, some faith in that there's still an active uh, student council camp uh, culture. I like that. I do. I believe there is. I mean, that's what drives them nuts about Biden. That's what drives them nuts. He's a part of this. You know, they fucking come up. They can fuck you with your conspiracies. You didn't like the son of a bitch when he won the election in high school. You still don't like him. Fuck you. But aren't you astounded at the 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 intensity of the shit magnet power of this particular administration? Have you ever seen more cheap ass grifters and con men and bullshit artists and religious fanatics? I mean, it's fucking astounding. 
astounding. It's like he drew them out of their holes like some sort of fucking snake charmer. And he yeah. hired every one of them. Everyone. It's and, fucking mind-blowing. Well, this is when you really, you'll appreciate this, and um, and those listening will have no idea. We'll have to look it up, but uh, uh, because you knew him, you, you know him, is, uh, but I'm sure you've been in touch, was when, when what's his name? The, the, I can see the guy, the one that he, par- he, one of the 60 that he pardoned, that Randy Credico showed up. Credico, yeah, 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 yeah. That oh, he yeah, showed up. Yeah. I don't know how, you know, Credico, yeah, yeah, in the Roger Stone situation. Credico yeah, Sunday. I mean, really, of all the people that I thought, wow, wow, he's out. Because, I mean, I've worked with Credico in a couple of things, and I did stuff with Randy, and, you know. Yeah, well, Credico was like the leftist, right? He was the guy that went down to Nicaragua to yeah. uh, to work with, uh, what's his, Ortega, to help the Sandinistas, right? This yeah. Is, He's a, the big. He brought crimins down there, and they were yeah. They were just shy of being part of the government, and then, <laughs> and then he comes back here, and he's a political comic, and you know, uh, you know, a, a fairly active uh, a participant in uh, the nose candy movement, and he yeah. would, <laughs> he would, <laughs> he would get on stage. He'd do one politics joke, and he'd go like, "Oh, what do you want? Impressions?" And he'd do Popeye yeah. for ten minutes. So. Yeah. <laughs> And I don't know, I don't even understand that. And then I knew he was involved with Kunstler somehow for a while, but I don't yeah. know. I don't know his position. And then he ended up with Roger Stone. And then he ended up with uh, the WikiLeaks thing. And it was like, what the fuck? And then he's walking around with a little dog. I thought, this is the road to madness. You know, I mean, how, how did this? But that's when I knew, when you're talking about grifters, it was that was when I knew things were totally off the charts to another level of, I mean, you look at uh, Roger Stone and you went, well, how do you, you look at him? You go, would you hire him outside of maybe working in front of, uh, you know, if you uh, the, the restaurant 21 here, you might have him stand out front in that outfit. Well, you, t- you just realize it may like the corruption is so blatant and so expansive. And you realize that on some level. You know, because of all this bullshit, it's the most transparent administration we've had in years because you knew the possibility of the the grift and that these fuckers have been turning out, you know, have have been have been uh, basically gaming the system all the time, you know, to 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 make personal profit. I mean, that's a whole Republican trip. Break it down. Use the system as a money laundering operation and then let the fucking thing collapse and see if business can put it back together. And, yeah. and I, we're sort of at the end of that experiment and probably uh, the end of the Democratic experiment. We'll see which one wins. Right. Yeah. I, yeah. I think the Democratic experiment will win. I'm worried about what they're you know, how the, the financial thing, because they don't seem to give a shit about coming up with a stimulus package. You know, well, he's just panicking leaving. now. Now he's like trying to buy votes. He's like, Here, yeah. you know, here's one point eight trillion will make everybody well. Yeah. Do but, it. What's his name? But meanwhile, McConnell. Yeah. Is standing in the way of it. How do you do that? Okay. I mean, I know too many, you know, people, how do you do that? How do you stand in the way of people that, you know, need that check? Okay. You fucking dick. Yeah. I, I don't, I, you know, he's, he's a crafty motherfucker and I, and I can't claim to understand all the machinations, but what do you like? Are you, what are you doing for, uh, for fun? Are you doing anything for fun? What's that? F U N. Yeah. That's, yeah. Like it, yeah, it usually takes the form in watching movies. Or- yeah. I, uh, I kind of, I do I uh, I play golf, which is yeah. nuts, but it, but it helps. You can do that. Where you go out with people? Yeah, I mean, well, you know, because you got real. Because the people I'm playing with, they're also people who have been basically isolated. Yeah, I don't see anybody? We ride in different carts. We don't, you know, we don't, um, you know, we're, you know, it's golf. You're oh. outside. Where do you go, Jersey? No, I was playing down in North Carolina. That was oh. I was I was working half the day and half the day I was out there. Playing golf, and the nice thing about golf is, is you don't. It's such a stupid game, and I yeah. understand why people don't want to play golf, and I get it. But it allows you a complete escape from this. I've never done it. I was talking to some guys about it yesterday. I got a friend that does it, and I I've, maybe I, I went to a driving range a couple times when I was younger, and I can understand the rush of making contact with the ball correctly. Uh, that little ping that you feel. Yeah, no, I, I've never gotten better, which is appalling. And it, and But it allows, I, I used to say what it allowed me was to hate myself more than I normally do in my daily life. Yeah. But but what it does do is it gets you and, away. And you can do it outdoors while you're walking to the next hole or driving. You can yeah, exactly. I mean, it's motion. really, yeah. 
So that helps. I mean, that does help. I, reading is still elusive. I find yeah. it hard to focus long enough to read. I'm getting better at it. I've been listening to a lot of music. I've been buying records. I buy a lot of records now. I'm back. Do you? That's good. Game. Yeah, I enjoy it, man. You know, I listen to, I listen. You know, John Lennon's birthday today, and I put on uh, Plastic Ono Band and listen to a couple off of there. Did you ever listen to, uh, like, back in the day? Did you ever listen to the Incredible String Band? Yeah. How fucking good are they, dude? I am actually just for the first time discovering those Gaelic hippies, and I'm like amazed. Like I got, I got their first four albums, and I obsessively, and I'm like, holy fuck! Yeah, they were really good. Yeah, they were like they kind of disappeared, but they were in that whole movement. That it was like everything that was coming out at that time. You go fuck and fuck and fuck and fuck. That's good too. They're just like, they were so, like, I can't believe I'm going to talk about this like this is new. But the way they used a sitar, you know, integrated into sort of like weird Scottish folk melodies without, uh, you know, overdoing it. You know, like, it wasn't like, look, we're using a sitar, but everything was nicely balanced. And there was a lot of space. And I was like, this is magical music. That's the great thing about music is what I'm saying, uh, Lewis, is that... You know, it's always there to be discovered for the first time, even if you're 50 years too late. Yeah, no, it, it's I, it, no, it's good. I mean, that's something that helps. Yeah. And I, I, I binge watch a bit of things. You know, what do you watch? What have you been watching? I watched. Do you watch The Vow? No. Oh, you like it? It's really sick. You know, really, it's an interesting analysis of. Uh, in part, there's a part. There's a kind of a through line to it. it that this guy kind of created this. Oh, the documentary about the uh, Nexium or whatever? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. It's but good. it's really like part of it. I'm sitting there watching going, wow, he created this in part to get laid? Yeah, I mean, of wow. Yeah. Wow. I mean, that's a lot. That's exhausting. Begging is easier. Do you know how many men have it's that's the driving force of, of almost everything for a lot of dudes. You can't imagine how many comedians I have talked to their intention by being funny, by being a comedian, was yeah. to get laid. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But they didn't make a business out of it. You know what I mean? But this is really, it's well, it's um, it's kind of fascinating. It's like one of these things you go, wow, it, 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 the, the paranoia that we live in, yeah. right? You know, yeah. that you kind of, you're looking at, you know, we, you know this thing about um, what we, what you were talking about in terms of, People, the left, the right, whatever, you know, these and, and really in, and a lot of intelligent people kind of, you know, losing their minds. This is a group of really bright people who end up doing this and you kind of go, holy fuck. Well, that's exactly what that's what's happening with the with the fucking QAnon. I mean, that, that yeah. people are not. You know, most of these people that you know, some people you know your whole life and you think, well, this is a reasonably, a reasonably informed guy, you know, a bright person who uh, who can, you know, knows the difference between right and wrong, seems to be able to think. And then one day you're like, they're a fucking moron. How the fuck did that happen? How did you get duped? You know, I don't know what that is. I mean, that's what I've been obsessed with that thing for a while now. Like, how do I think that, like, look, if you've got enough, like, weird uh, self-hatred but self-awareness and enough sort of like strange uh, anger and ego you're not going to be easily led into spiritual solutions or cults like there's no fucking way that I'm going to be in a cult because I don't like leaders I don't like to lead just you know you know what go fuck yourself I'm okay don't what do you want from me I don't know I, I, I don't know what exactly it is that that makes me not vulnerable to that well, you, I don't, you, well, it's called you question authority. That's it for starters. Right, 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 so right. So that's right. the like initial. It? Yeah, I've got an innate, who the fuck is this guy? Yeah, uh, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> what, what's this guy want? Yeah. But uh, but yeah, but do, but do you ever find yourself, like, for me, like, I when I try to really think about it, like, all right, spirituality, craving, like, you know, I've, I've experienced some sadness and loss in the last few months, and I understand, like, it, it'd be nice to... Yeah, and, I, to, and I'm sorry about that. You know, I'm thanks, sorry. Man. Yeah, I appreciate that. That's tough. Well, I understand that. It was terrible. 
But yeah. then you're like, what is what does it all mean? You know, what is existence? You know, why am I here? Why did that happen to her? You know, like, is there does it all make sense? Then you start to realize like it's a fundamentally human thing. You don't know when the fuck it's gonna happen, but everybody carries loss. Everybody deals with it. It's part of the human experience. It's horrible. But it does make you sort of like, you know, I never think like, is there a God? Is there, in, uh, is there like, what, what does God have to do with it? But there is that part of you that's sort of like, how do I reckon with this? Yeah. And I don't really have an answer, but I rarely go to God. <laughs> it's yeah. not, you know, do you? No, I, uh, I, 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 I go to, um, I have gone to faith, which is right. not in God, but that it's going it, to, it's, that it will work. Right, the, right, 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 right. That right. I've got, you yeah, know, yeah, that yeah, it's yeah. bigger, you know, that I've, I've, I've kind of, my thoughts have always been about it. The problem with God to me is the concept yeah. was it's smaller than what's going on out there. Don't oh, reduce yeah, it right. to this. Right, right, it's right. way bigger. Don't reduce it to an entity or a guy that cares about you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then had a son. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. no. But, you know, an interesting, one of the interesting uh, kind of th- thoughts about that this about you know p- passage yeah. of life art bookwald who's a really good writer you know yeah. really funny writer for a long time uh very very good he he was um he his his kidneys were giving out he was old he, he kind of he he decided he was going to stop doing dialysis he just went you know fuck it i'm going to go in yeah. i'm going to a hospice i'm going to die so he yeah. goes in there and and uh, and he uh, and he doesn't. He, people come to visit <laughs> yeah. him. Six yeah. months later, he's still going. He's yeah. writing apology letters. I'm really sorry. And he, he said the one thing that he felt that he learned was, as he said, that he he wondered it wasn't so much um, where he was going. He, he the big question was why was he here? Right. Yeah. 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 Right. Which is really an interesting way to look at it, as opposed to that, as opposed to out there. It's what is this about? Well, yeah, I mean, that that happens in relation to it. I, I just I guess I'm just talking about like, you know, there just seems to be much more like, look, I, I've believed my, my share of bullshit uh, in my <laughs> life. But, um, you know, and I'm not sure that some of the stuff I'm hanging on to right now isn't bullshit. I'm sure it is. But but I never looked for salvation. Like, you know, I, I guess there's people that look to be relieved of of the burden of of their own struggle and the, the seeming unfairness of life. And there are those of us who who just, uh, you know, believe that that without that to complain about, what do we have? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's really true. <laughs> and that's the difference yeah. between Jews and Christians. Yes, it is. And then the other thing is I th- that I kind of arrived at, which is similar to that, is, you know, why do these people like him, the the, the leader? Why do they like right. him so much? It's precisely that he feels that he expresses what they feel every day, which is put upon. Right, right. A that victim. He's expre- poor, I, poor, they're poor all victims. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the grievance culture, you know, like yeah. we've been fucked. And now, like, you know, who who's who's fucking us? You just point a finger like that's those fuckers, <laughs> the libs, the Dems, the Jews. See, third on the list, Lewis, I'm telling you, <laughs> third on the <laughs> And the other two are kind of the same thing. So where where's the special going to be on, buddy? It's on uh, uh, iTunes, uh, Amazon. It'll be on Amazon Prime eventually. Oh. Google TV, Farty Bobo, Natty Natty. Yeah, there are 147 sure. platforms. I dude, believe me, I, I did a whole bit on it. Did you do a bit on it? No, no, okay. no. <laughs> no <laughs> I, no, I didn't. No, not after hearing your bit. I'm not stealing. <laughs> so, well, I always love. I love talking to you, man. It's good seeing you. I'm glad you're holding up. All it was right. really a pleasure, you know. And yeah. uh, um, and I'm uh, and I and I did want to tell you, you know, I liked Glow a lot. I thought you were terrific. I mean, I'm not. I really liked it. I liked the oh, work thanks. you did in it too. Oh, thanks, man. Uh, yeah, I, you know, it's like it's sad, but like it, it, when it comes down to it, I think it was really honestly, it was about money, but it was also about safety. I mean, we don't, you know, we we were going to probably be shooting in May. Oh, we're right on time finishing this thing. My gardeners just got here. Um, and, you know, who knows if it would have been safe. I tell you, it does not look fun to work on a set right now. You know, I'm no, glad. And that I have make- friends who are doing it 
of, of some friends who are doing it and uh and and it has not and they've had to fight about it yeah no it looks it looks just miserable but uh stay healthy buddy i love you man love you take care of yourself mark okay, okay good man. to see you Louis Black, folks. Love that guy. The new special is Thanks for Risking Your Life. Get to get it on all the uh, video demand platforms, also streaming audio platforms, and his podcast, Louis Black's Rantcast. You can get that where you get the podcasts. You dig? All right. Let's play some music. Then I'm going to go take a bath in Epsom salts. Don't forget Monkey and the Fonda.